G'day everyone, it's Aiden Jones here. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the first first of February. <laughs> February. It's Feb February is a weird month to say, isn't it? Anyway, the year's twenty twenty two. But listen, February, we're back on topic. Uh <laughs> that's funny to say when you're talking about fucking nothing, isn't it? Um anyway, sorry, but let's get back to the topic at hand. February. <laughs> but it is weird, isn't it? Because it's F-E-B-R-U-A-R-Y. February. Okay, Google. What is the etymology of February? I can't even say it. Okay. Oh, I need to unlock. Okay. Oh. God, I just want to know where it comes from because it's a we- it's one of the weirder. Oh, why? Oh man, no, this is already off to a bad start. I feel like I've been using the phone more on the podcast, and and maybe it's detracting from the experience. Here we go. Etymology: February. Okay, from the Latin februa. Februarius, February, but what does it mean? After an ancient Roman festival of purification called Februa, the Roman calendar originally began in March and the months of January and February were added later. After a calendar reform, copper alloy figure of Mars, the Roman god, oh yeah, whatever. After calendar reform... Yeah, that doesn't really tell me anything. Oh, no, wait, it does. It was a festival, a festival. Okay, so my birthday, the reason that February is so important to me, guys, is because it's my birthday on the 5th of February, isn't it? February? I just can't, I want to say it correctly. I think I just have a thing lately where I want to fully enunciate all the different parts of words because it makes me feel smart. Like I've been saying 5th. You know, and it feels good to say. And so I want to say februa, februa, so februa. So the festival of purification, what's a festival of purification? Roman festival of purification. Okay, Lupercalia was also known as Dies Februatus after the purification instruments called Februa, the basis for the month named February. Okay, okay, last one. I'm going to look up what is a Februa. Februalia, Februatio, but uh, Februa instrument. What's a Februa? Oh, look, I'm not finding it. But how did they do it? How did they... Here's the rites. The rites were confined to the Lupical Cave in Palatine Hill and the Forum, all of which were central locations in Rome's foundation myth. So they they had their own priesthoods. They would do a sacrifice. A male goat or goats and a dog were sacrificed by one or another of the Luperci 
under the supervision of the Flamin' Dialis. Man, this is fucking bonkers, isn't it? After the blood sacrifice... Oh, they also offered salted meal cakes prepared by the Vestal Virgins. After the blood sacrifice, two Luperci approached the altar... The feast followed, noble youths, magistrates, blah, 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 and women of rank also purposely get in their way. Okay, many of the noble youths and of the magistrates run up and down throughout the city naked for sport and laughter, striking those they meet with shaggy thongs, and many women of rank also purposely get in their way and, like children at school, present their hands to be struck, believing that the pregnant will thus be helped in delivery and the baron helped to pregnancy. Right. Purification. So I guess, purif- yeah, look, I still don't really know what purification is, but that's where my birthday comes from. And Febru- and Februers, get all your Februers, get them all together, mate. <laughs> Pick them all up and put them in your bag and take them down to the February. <laughs> I don't know how to say February. I still don't know how to say February. February. Fuck. God, this is humiliating. Oh, good, beautiful little sip of tea there. How are you guys doing? You doing okay? Tell you what I did last week on Wednesday night. I did mushrooms. I think I've been bored. I've been... um, You know when you're in... We did like, um, when we did drug and alcohol education in primary school, I remember it was Mrs. Tease. No, it was Miss Tease. <laughs> she was a spinster. <laughs> um, and I can say that without guilt because don't worry, she's probably dead by now. <laughs> uh, um, I remember when we did drug and alcohol education and she would be like, okay, guys, so what are the... Re- oh, she loved me. I was the fucking teacher's pet in year seven, man. Miss T's fucking wanted to blow me so hard. Uh, <laughs> um, we did drug and alcohol education and she was like, all right, guys, now what are the reasons that you might d- want to do drugs? And it was like uh, experimentation. Good. Exper- like we had had them all on a sheet beforehand and she like told us what they were and then took the sheet away. And then we were like experimenting. Good. Experimentation. She'd write that on the board. Experimentation. Is that how you spell that, Aiden? Yep. Good. Aiden's the best at spelling everyone. <laughs> What's another reason? Boredom. Very good. Boredom. And like that had the effect of knowing all of these reasons that you might t- do things or take drugs, but not even really connecting to what that means. Isn't that wild that you can, you can like, I was talking about this with someone the other day about how, uh, I've told this story on the podcast before, but I had this teacher, oh God, <sighs> oh mate, I had this teacher for, um, the gifted and talented education class in uh, in year eight, who was just like a real rogue, weird teacher who used to do give like weird lessons, and it seemed like he didn't really care who was in his class. Like you could take the test to be in the gifted and talented class multiple times, and it was a multiple choice test, and it was the same test every time. And he just had a plastic sheet of paper that he would hold over it, and if you 
you know, like if it matched up with your answers, then he was like, all right, you're in. <laughs> um, but one time he was talking about how, how memory works and how, and he's like, the, the way that we remember things is like, do you remember any maths class that you've ever been in? And we're like, yeah, you know, sure. And he was like, but you don't remember anything from it. You just remember that you were there. But if I asked you to tell me what your maths class was like, on Thursday two months ago. You wouldn't know, right? And we're all like, what? And then he pulled out an Elmo doll from under his desk and he went, but if I take this Elmo doll and punch it in the face repeatedly, like you'll remember this because the brain is lazy and it makes patterns. So if things are the same every time, it doesn't remember each individual time. It just remembers that they were the same each time. But if something odd happens that you've never seen before, it'll stick out in your memory. So if I punch this Elmo doll in the face and he was just sitting at his desk punching this Elmo doll in the face, looking around at us, going like, you'll remember this forever. You'll remember this for the rest of your life. And I do. And uh, the crazy thing that I'm kind of, I guess, trying to tie this back to the drug and alcohol thing is like, I remembered that at the time I remembered it, but I didn't really even understand what he was talking about. I, you know, I think we we're all just sitting there wide eyed watching this man with a, a PhD in psychology punch a fucking doll in the face. <laughs> but, um, I remember that now. I mean, this is 20 years later, uh, 18 years later. And, now that I'm like older and I kind of have a bit more understanding of what he was saying, I guess I just didn't have the context at 13 to even to like at 13, I, I reckon I felt like I remembered everything that had ever happened to me in my life. Cause there just hadn't been that much life. And I obviously had forgotten things, but it's less obvious to you that you've forgotten things because I don't know, there's just less things to forget maybe. But now, you know, I mean, I forget shit all the time. And it's obvious that I it's obvious to me that I've forgotten things. And so the idea that I might remember something for almost 20 years is a lot more remarkable to me now at 30 than it was at 13. If you told me at 13 that I was going to remember something forever, I was like, oh yeah, I'm fucking 13. Like I do remember, I remember my whole life. So it's not weird. Uh, But, um, so I had that information in my head, but I was able to kind of have a different context with it. And so when I was in primary school, what am I talking about? I really don't know what I'm talking about or if I've got a point coming at all. I was trying to talk about how I've been bored. Um, and I did mushrooms on Wednesday because I was bored. And here we go. When I was 12 in my fucking drug and alcohol education class in primary school and Mrs. Tease was up the front going, why do we take drugs? Sometimes we take drugs because we're bored. I didn't understand what that meant at all because I was like, well, I've never been bored. I'm, I'm 12 and I don't, even, I don't know that I had been bored at 12. I remember being like... Being like 14 or 15 or something and having a thought that I need to keep doing stuff because if I keep doing stuff, then I won't ever be like have the time to be sad. I remember having that thought and um, I reckon that's the precursor thought to like 
maybe I'll do drugs, you know? That's what the, that's the boredom that Miss Tease was talking about when she was talking about why do we drugs? Because we're bored. Why do we drugs? <laughs> but I'd never even felt that boredom at 12. So when she said bored, I was just like, yeah, I don't know. Why would you do drugs because you're bored? Like because you got no school? I didn't really understand what that meant. But now I do. And so I did. Because <laughs> even though I remember what t- what Miss T said, um, I, d- I took no heed of it. Um, so I did. So my, yeah, I, w- I just I went ahead and did me some drugs on Wednesday. <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss Tease. I've let you down. Miss Tease also said to me when I got a scholarship to Emmanuel College, she took me into the courtyard by myself all excited and manic and she was like, Aiden, you've got everything you need to get whatever you want in this life. You've got the brains, you've got the looks, you've got the talent. And that's weird, isn't it? To say that to a 12-year-old that he's got the looks. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've got the looks now. Didn't have the looks when I was 12. Now I'm fucking, I'm hot. (laughs) I believe that though. (laughs) Uh, All right. So yeah, I did drugs on Wednesday and it was pretty wild. Um, I was just hanging out with some mates. Hanging out with some friends. And uh, the idea of mushrooms was floated and so we went back to one friend's house and all four of us did them and um, I started to feel guilty and and I, I've just, I guess I've been thinking about guilt a bit recently because th- like the way the trip went, we were having fun but then I started to get, it really got on top of me a little bit and I started to kind of lose any sort of control over myself or I started to feel really out of control and I more and more started to feel like where I was wasn't a safe place for me to be out of control that's interesting isn't it I started to feel like I was losing control of myself and I felt like where I was with with my friends wasn't a safe place for me to be out of control so I went home um, I rode my bike home, which is insane. I just felt out of control. So what did I do? I got on my bike and rode for 40 minutes. That was bad. I shouldn't have done that. Um, but I did. All right. I rode home. It was night. There was no one on the roads. It was a bad thing to do. Stop justifying it. I won't do that again. Um, and then I got home and I was just in my room tripping, but feeling a lot safer. Um, for quite a while. But I started thinking about guilt. <coughs> and, um, you know, guilt is something that I think I feel a lot. And I even maybe made decisions in my last relationship because of guilt. Like, I maybe my feelings of guilt contributed to my decision to end my my last relationship. I think it might have. Because um, I felt guilty that I wasn't being 
uh, that I wasn't like feeling strongly enough for my girlfriend or that I felt guilty that I felt that I wasn't attracted to her enough, that I just wasn't enough, that I was not enough in the relationship or that she was not enough, that the relationship, I felt that either one of us wasn't enough and that was the reason that I was unhappy. Um, and I felt guilty about that and I, rather than talk about it, rather than talk about the, the, the problems, I just was like, no, whatever it is, it's, it's, it's me, I'm not enough in this thing or she's not enough. I kind of alternated between the two. Um, and so I'm just going to end it. And I felt really guilty about that. Oh, what's happened there? Oh, I've got, I've got a meeting. I've got a meeting in an hour that I'm really excited about. I'll tell you guys about it in a bit. Um, and I think what I do, I think I had this kind of realization. What I do is I have this feeling of guilt. I've been listening to Bill Burr again, of course. And Bill Burr talks about, um, he, he he took mushrooms actually i i have this insecurity that i'm just copying my insights from bill burr like i really, i really am insecure about that um but i think i've come to this by myself and i also understand that bill burr and i are different people um i notice differences between us sometimes anyway that's neither here nor there i once again i feel guilty and i'm attributing that I, so i think what i do I don't know what order to say these things in. I feel guilt. I have guilt and I attribute it to various things in my life. And um, the story that Bill Burr tells is he took mushrooms like a year and a half ago and he realized when he was on mushrooms that he had this feeling inside him that was a feeling that no one loved him. And then he decided to try and break it down while he was on mushrooms in a kind of logical way. And he went, well... I, he, he, first of all, he was like, I love my wife and I know my wife loves me. And then he was like, well, but you know, there's always in any romantic relationship, there's like elements of doubt always, like a little bit of niggling doubt or insecurity or whatever, you know, because you're both adults and you've chosen. But kids, he's like, I've got my kids and I know my kids love me and that's, there's no doubt about that. They definitely love me. And he told himself that and he realized the feeling was still there. And so... It wasn't that the feeling was, he realized like the feeling wasn't real or it didn't come from his current reality in his life. He just had a feeling of not being loved and he realized that it came from what happened with him in his childhood or whatever. And so I'm like, okay, that opened me up to the idea that you can just have feelings and that the reasons that you attribute to them in your life aren't necessarily correct. Like what do we do? when we we tell ourselves we tell ourselves stories about our lives and that's how we make sense of the world and the ways that we feel and the ways that we act but that doesn't mean that the stories that we tell ourselves are correct we just tell ourselves stories that kind of align with our values and you know you find a story that you you, you have this idea that like oh, i i care about this and that and you know this is the kind of person i am and uh, and then you do something and then you go, why did I do that? Well, I must have done it. You figure out a story to explain why you did that thing that aligns with your idea of who you already are, you know? But that doesn't mean that the story is correct. You've just found a story that kind of fits. So when I feel guilty, I 
look for things that I've done in my life and go, that's why I feel guilty. And I think the reason I do that is because I go, well, if I can figure out why it is that I feel guilty and where this feeling comes from that's uncomfortable, then all I need to do is not do that thing again and I won't feel the feeling again. So, for example, I took mushrooms and I felt guilty. And so I link those things in my head. I go, well, I must feel guilty because I took mushrooms. So all I need to do is not take mushrooms and I won't feel guilty. But maybe the feeling of guilt isn't because I took mushrooms and it's not because I felt like I was losing control. Those are just things that that happened that I did and I have this feeling of guilt and I want to attribute the feeling to those things, right? And maybe the feeling doesn't come from those things at all. It's just a feeling that I have. And in trying to attribute to things, I'm trying to get away from feeling it. I'm trying to figure out how to not feel it. And maybe if I just sit with it and feel it, then I'll be able to feel all of it and it'll eventually recede rather than if I try and get away from it and then it keeps popping back up and, you know, and and I keep acting on it in ways that's destructive in my life. Like maybe if I was able to feel the feeling of guilt that I have, then I wouldn't have um, so hastily ended my last relationship because that's the thing that I really want to not do is I want to I want to not act in... Oh, now, I don't know. No, I don't know. <laughs> now I'm just fucking going around in circles. Anyway, the mushrooms were fun. <laughs> they were really fun. Uh, I know this probably doesn't sound very fun because I'm just... I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know if this is fun to listen to at all, what I'm talking about right now, but um, the mushrooms were, were bloody great. I had a lot of fun on them. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was good. I don't think I knew... I, it was weird for me because I don't normally do things in a kind of spontaneous way. But um, I just, just last week, Monday and Tuesday, I was doing a lot of work. Like I felt like I was being very productive, but you know, ultimately how fulfilling is just productivity, productivity, productive, productivity, productivity. And how, how fulfilling is that? You know, productivity for productivity's sake. I mean, eventually I'm going to get bored. So yeah, Wednesday night, I did some fucking mushrooms, mate. Um, oh, I've got a meeting. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry. I've got a meeting at... Uh, so it's 9 o'clock in the morning now. Tuesday morning, 9 o'clock. Ew. Um, <laughs> what was that sound? Ew. <laughs> I think I was trying to do a sound of like... Um, you know, uh, like metal plates slamming into other metal plates, like as if it was like a title screen for a movie and the like, bzz, 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 9 a.m. But instead of that sound, I went, <laughs> man, it's salsa this week. One of the chicks who comes to salsa, she's so funny because she was like, she wore a different dress. She wore a red dress last week and this week she wore a green dress. And she like dresses up like she's going clubbing. She's really going extra for the like salsa class, which is so sick. Um, and um, yeah, she also does that like ow. <laughs> she's just do she's doing Cardi B. 
<laughs> we have we have Cardi B in our salsa class. It's so sick. She came last week in a red dress and um it was just great. It made the class so fun, like and her energy was so good. And so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna come in a fucking I wore like a nice shirt this week, you know? I was like, I'm gonna wear a nice shirt to salsa. I wonder if the I reckon the um I reckon the guy who runs the class probably noticed that like a couple people like me and then one other chick as well kind of dressed a little bit up to match it. And I wonder if he like enjoys that in the class, if he's like saying to the other salsa people like, you know, all you need is one like extra person in the class and everyone else will match their level and the class will be more fun. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Why am I speculating about this? What I really hope is that the guy who teaches the class thinks I'm cool. That's what I want. I want him to think I'm cool. <laughs> that's Let's get down to it. That's what I actually want. I just want the approval of any kind of figure of authority. Um, what was I talking about? So I've got a meeting coming up. Um, ow. <laughs> at, at 10 a.m. That's right. 10 a.m. Ew. <laughs> 10 a.m. Ow. <laughs> Man, I've been doing that a lot lately. And I, I thought people would understand it, but they're not. Like like when something's fun, being like, ow. <laughs> but not putting as much like extra energy into it as Cardi B does. So like someone will go like, oh, I'm, I'm one of my housemates will be like, oh, I'm, I'm, um, I'm not working today. And I'll be like, ow. <laughs> but like in that flat tone. And um, I think, I think it's like, I'm not giving enough energy to it. So that they're, because they're always like, what, what are you doing? Is that like, ouch? Like, is that, did something happen? And I'm like, no, like, ow, like it's good. <laughs> like, ow. <laughs> Um, here's a thought that I just had as well. Speaking of my, my last relationship, I remember saying to myself when we broke up that the time that I start to have my own jokes with myself rather than having the jokes that we had in the relationship, like the little inside jokes and stuff, when those kind of fade away and I've, I start having jokes with myself, that's when I'll know that I'm over it. And look at me having jokes with myself. Ow. <laughs> Oh, I've made progress. That's nice. And I've got a meeting at 10 a.m. Ow. (laughs) Such a fucking hot meeting at 10 a.m. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Fuck me. Just to be clear, the person that I'm meeting with isn't fucking me. The meeting itself is what's fucking me. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god this meeting is so fucking hot <laughs> no that still sounds like it's about the person it's not about the person it's about the meeting all right fuck let me get back on track i've got a meeting at 10 with um someone who maybe i shouldn't spill the beans on this but whatever who cares i feel like this is maybe something that i should keep on the down low until i announce it but maybe i'm announcing it now or maybe I should wait till after the meeting to announce it, but I'm not going to. Um, it's not even that big of an announcement. So a, a, a record label from the States 
um, like a comedy record label has, um, I won't tell, th- I won't say their name yet. That's good. I'll keep that close to the chest. They've, uh, w- they watched my, evidently they saw my special somehow on YouTube. They just saw it and they watched it and they contacted me and they said, we are interested in putting your special out as an audio album and maybe also having the rights to the video and trying to sell it to people or to distribute it. And um, I'm about to have a meeting with the guy who runs the label and we're going to talk about that. And um, my friend, uh, whose name I won't say either because I'm trying to keep it confidential, was uh, he's released a couple albums with them and uh, I spoke to him on the phone and he said that they... Um, they put out, or they like distributed his, like the video as well, and they got him on the ABC. How cool. So this could be a cool thing. Oh. Um, and look, it, it'd want to be a cool thing because I'm really running out of content for TikTok. Um, yeah, I've got, it's interesting, this two-year journey <laughs> that I'm on, um, I really can feel that I'm at the start of it because... I'm, I have no idea what people want or what is good content or like what my voice is online, you know? Like I guess I'm trying to put stand-up content out online but it's a new medium so I've really got to find my own voice and way of kind of expressing the stand-up that I have in the online format and I think that's going to take a while. Like so yesterday I put a video up of a gig that I did on Friday night. I did this gig on Friday night at like an arts space. I don't know. Um, I don't really know what the space is, but the guy contacted me and told me to come to this networking event. And I did. And the people all there were really lovely. And I did stand up for 20 minutes and it was a lot of fun. And that's the kind of gig that I do quite regularly. And, and personally, I have no problem with that, but I've got to, I guess, figure out if that's the brand that I want to project, you know? Like, do I want to have content coming out on TikTok showing people that I'm doing a gig to 12 people in a fully lit exhibition space? Because it's not the most glamorous gig. Whatever way you cut it, it's not that glamorous, right? And and um, maybe that's not the kind of thing that I should be putting out there. But then a part of me is like, well, maybe I do want people to know that those are the gigs that I'm doing. Because I just want people to know that I'm doing gigs every night wherever I can. And I think it's cool that I did that gig. I don't want to keep it a secret from people that I would do a gig like that. <clears throat> I had a lot of fun. And I did 20 minutes of material from the new show and it went well, you know. And there were a couple moments in there where I riffed. Um, I just... I'm, I'm, I guess I'm struggling with like how to represent that online you know like do i put the riffs up but the riffs that's not really the kind of comic that i am you don't go to my show for the riffs you go to my show to hear the stories because i that's what i work on and that's what i do so maybe i shouldn't be trying to put the riffs up maybe i should be trying to put the stories up and film the stories in various places or maybe i should be trying to film the start of that set because the start of that set I just went like, I it was me setting up the like, you know, <clears throat> you guys have no idea who the fuck I am and whatever. Yeah, maybe I should put the start of the set up because the start of the set 
was me basically explaining where I was and why I was there. And that's the interesting thing that I do is I, I break the fourth wall between me and the audience and I connect us by being very honest and talking about the situation. So maybe I should do that and put that up and go like, hey, check it out. I did a gig to 12 people and here's how I made it normal. All right, that's an idea. Here we are. We're brainstorming. We're brainstorming for TikTok. And that is the fucking yes. That's the name of this podcast. Brainstorming for TikTok. That's the name of the episode this week. Oh, mate. We're fucking, they're coming thick and fast. Now, let's look for the picture. Let's look for the picture. (laughs) I wonder what's in my camera roll. Oh my god, that is horrific singing for me. <laughs> oh fuck, my fucking my laptop's in the sun. I'm scared it's gonna get fucking too sunny. Let me put my drapes across the curtain. Good. All right. Now here's a story that I can tell, and maybe this will be the last story for this week because that's who I am. I'm a storyteller. Anyway, um, yeah, that's good. Me and my housemates did. Uh, we went axe throwing on Friday night because one of um, my one of my housemates, one of their mates, is uh, works at this place, Maniacs, which I've oh my god, I've spoken about on the podcast like a year, like two years ago. Fuck, that was before the pandemic, I reckon. <clears throat> the Coke factory near my mum's house in Adelaide, the old Coke factory. They don't make Coke there anymore. It's an empty warehouse, and they turned it into a fucking axe throwing place. And I'm, oh man, I've got to get, I'll find the video from back in the day because um, the the promo video for Maniacs when I first discovered it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> I'll find the, I'll see if I can find the video and I'll put it on my, um, I'll put it on the Instagram at sitting under podcast, by the way. Because it's this guy, like evidently the owner of the place and he's like walking through the place and there's like all people in the background throwing axes behind him that they totally staged. Like they absolutely just like got all the staff and they were like, all right guys, we're filming a video today. So all you guys stand in here and make it look like it's completely full of like people throwing axes and I'm going to walk past you (laughs) with an axe in my hand. And he's talking to the camera and he's like, you like sport? What do you play? Footy? Soccer? (laughs) That's cute. We throw axes. And then he turns around (laughs) and there's just an empty axe throwing bay there and he throws an axe. (laughs) Like it's so staged. It's so contrived. (laughs) The way that he goes, that's cute. We throw axes. (laughs) And I loved it so much. And I I was just like, I'm never going to go there in my life. No way will I ever do that. But we did. We did it because the, we know someone who works there and we got it cheap and um, it was pretty fun. It's just such an absurd thing. It is. It's like bowling, but with a kind of violent element to it, you know, like an element of danger and whatever. You learn to throw all the different axes. There's a long one, a, medi- a medium one and a short one. And the long one you have to throw with two hands. The medium one you can do with two hands or one hand. And the short one you have to do with one hand. And the thing that kind of like, it was kind of crazy is you have to stand a certain distance away 
because the axe rotates at pretty much the same rate for everyone, regardless of who's throwing it. Isn't that wild? So like with one axe, with the long axe, you have to stand like a certain distance away so the axe can do however many rotations so that when it hits the board, the, the blade goes into the board. And then with the medium axe, you stand like a different distance away. And then with the short one, the short one was the hardest because it spins so fast. Maybe there's the most variance in the, in the period, which is what you say when something rotates. The period is the time that it takes for one rotation. I remember maths. Miss Tease would have fucking loved that. There's, so, there's, a, there's like more variation in the period of rotation with the small axe, I think. So it's like less clearly defined. So you have to kind of figure out your own distance. And also the action with the small axe is a lot more in the wrist. So you're flicking it. So you're probably changing the period yourself. Um, anyway, the point was by the end of the hour, I'd figured out the medium one first. I figured out the long one second. And then the small one was kind of harder. But I think by the end, I'd pretty much figured out the small one. We were there with a group and it was really fun. There was one guy there in the... <coughs> In the bay, because it's in bays, so there's like, there's like cyclone fencing. Is it cyclone fence or hurricane fence? I can never remember. Twister fence. I think it's cyclone fence, but I think it's cooler to call it hurricane fence because that's such a cool word, isn't it? Um, there's hurricane fence in between you, so the axes can never go to the side and hit the other person, and you're surrounded by it, so it's all very safe. And um, there was a guy in the bay next to us who was just like... He was just there by himself. Just this fucking dude dressed in all black with headphones in, just like waddling up and down the thing with an axe, throwing his axe, going and getting it, throwing it, going and getting it. And it just, he gave me a real school shooter vibe, you know? Yeah, real creepy and it just, I don't know who's going to the axe throwing place by themselves, but I guess that's the business model. I guess, you know, much like a cafe, some people go there with their friends for breakfast once a month. Some people go there for coffee every day, every day. And that guy was going there for coffee. There was no, like, there was no doubt in my mind that he goes there a few times a week at least, maybe every day. And I just, there's something creepy about that. Anyway, my overall experience of the axe throwing place is that I enjoyed it, but I don't need to go again. And probably the next time I go will be the next time there's like an opportunity, like, you know, created by happenstance for me to go. It's not something that I need to do over and over again, but that's nice, isn't it? I tried a new thing. And who am I to judge that fucking creepy school shooter guy? Cause it's, he's just found a thing that he likes. Like I'm going to, I'm going to fucking salsa because I want to impress the guy, the salsa teacher. And I like doing it. I like doing salsa. I wonder what he thinks of me going salsa. He's a school shooter. So he probably thinks it's gay. <laughs> nah, probably not. That's probably just me. Um, anyway, I think I'm running out of steam here. I think I'm reaching the end of the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, if you guys are like this, Review it on iTunes, man. I'm trying to get more diligent with that. Review this podcast on iTunes. Give me five stars and just say why. Be like, man, the guy who does this podcast, I can hear it in his voice. He's got a big dick, all right? Say that in your review. I can just hear it in his voice. He's got the biggest dick. 
and um, and that just makes me feel really safe. <laughs> Review it on iTunes. Review it on iTunes. All right, and um, and watch my special and show people my special. Here's how. Here's how. If you want to tell other people about me, which I don't know why the fuck you would want that, but I want you to. Don't tell them about the podcast first. The podcast is insane. Show them the special. If you if you're like telling people, man, I listen to this podcast. People are like, oh, what is it? You're like, don't. All right. If you want to check the podcast out, don't. Watch the special. See what his stand ups like, and you know, understand his that, that he's funny and that he tells stories. And then if you like the special, then check the podcast out. That's the order that you do it in, I reckon. So if you're liking the podcast, please share my special with someone. Um, and other than that, look, I hope you're having a really nice week, man. Follow the podcast. Follow the Instagram, Sitting Under Podcast. Follow me on Instagram. And, oh, follow my at, at Aiden Jones Comedy on Instagram. So today, what I'm going to do today is I've got um, uh, people on TikTok were like, we want to hear more about Fernando. So I've got the 12 minutes out of my special that is me telling the whole Fernando story and everything about it. And I've split it into four parts and I've edited it for TikTok. And now what I have to do today is caption it. And um, I'm going to do that. It's going to take a lot. It's probably going to take, I reckon it'll take like three hours. But I'm going to caption it and I'm going to put stories up on my Instagram of me captioning it through the day because I want people to engage and be watching because then at the end, what I'm going to do as a little experiment is I'm going to um, I'm going to ask people to go to TikTok and go to the first video, like I'm going to link to it off my Instagram stories and share it because I reckon when people on TikTok share your video, especially when it's first up, it does something with the algorithm where it like prefers that video because it's been shared. So it thinks it's really popular. So I'm going to try and get everyone on my Instagram to share the video on TikTok, even if it's just with themselves, just like share the link to, you know, another app so that TikTok doesn't know, um, that it just knows that it's been shared. And hopefully I get heaps of shares and then the video blows up. I'm going to try and blow up one of my videos is what I'm saying. So... That's going to happen tonight at about 7 o'clock Melbourne time, 7 p.m. Um, if you're on your phone at that time, if you're listening to this podcast and you just like set yourself an alarm for 7.30 and um, go on my Instagram, follow the link off to the TikTok and share the TikTok. And don't just share it once, share it like, share it to like a bunch of different people and to yourself as well. Share it heaps. Because the more shares I get, the more the algorithm is going to prefer. That's the plan. Anyway, I'm trying to blow a video up. All right, that's enough out of me. Thank you guys very much for listening to the podcast this week. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace. Man, as soon as I stopped recording, I was like, oh, of course, I forgot to do the Manscaped thing. Um, I reckon because, I, to be honest, by this stage, I'm hoping that none of you guys have... Um, have oh no you know what i was gonna say i was hoping none of you have bought it but actually i wouldn't mind getting a bit of cash if some of you have bought it but i don't reckon anyone has why the fuck would anyone have done this but anyway here's the copy for this week uh, <laughs> i'm just i'm also well aware of the fact that they're listening to this do you know what i mean like uh, anyway got a chip on my shoulder i gotta get over it thank you manscaped for advertising on my podcast 
Roses are red, violets are blue. Don't let a wild pube wreck you. <laughs> That's good. That's pretty fucking good. Uh, Valentine's Day is just around the corner and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This V-Day, vagina... <laughs> That's not what it stands for. It's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below the waist grooming, with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the code sitting under for 20% off plus free shipping. Now, the talking points uh, talk about why clean balls are so important for Valentine's Day because you're trying to get fucked. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. I, I think I can talk about this. Maybe I'll talk about this. I like a girl and she likes me and she's coming to Melbourne from the 11th to the 13th and I just realised that she's not coming for Valentine's Day and I've been trying to think about like maybe I want her to come longer and I just realised that the day before she leaves is the day before... The day she leaves is the day before... That. I'm going to ask her to come for more time. That's nice, isn't it? Anyway, fuck, whatever. I like a girl. That's exciting. I'm excited about it. Um, oh, this is nice. Thank you, Manscaped, for fucking making me talk about Valentine's Day. Here's the thing. I just used the Manscaped fucking ball trimmer, um, to, to shave my uh, asshole. (laughs) Oh, and clearly, clearly I'm not quite comfortable talking about that out loud, but I did. I used the, I used the lawnmower 4.0 and, um, no nicks and cuts, man. I'm not scared at all to be using that. Um, I've never shaved my asshole like that before and I think the reason is because I know even if I shave it once and it's fine, I've got to do it again soon. But with the fucking Manscaped thing, it's so easy that it's like, it's not even an issue to do it. So I'll just do it, you know? That makes sense? So I think I want to do it. I think I want to be like a guy who just does that now. Maybe? I don't know. It does feel good. It feels pretty good to have a shaved butthole. And just not have, like, just hair. You know? So, yeah. I, like, I'm trying to... Re- what are all these fucking... And don't forget to smell good, not only around your balls, but all over. Made with the signature scent, the Manscaped Refined Cologne will complement your collection with smell perfection. Here's an idea that I had when I was on mushrooms. What if... What, <laughs> this is such a fucking... I don't know if this is a good idea. Maybe I'll do it. Like, what if... Because I have two um, colognes that I like. I have this David Beckham one and then I have this other one. What if I had one on one arm and one on the other arm, you know? And then I'm like, I'm just a mystery. There's like a girl on each arm and they're just... They're each getting a different experience of me. Because you don't even know who I am. I'm not one person. I'm just like a bunch of different people. Pretty fucking psychopath shit, really. Um, but maybe in practice a good thing, obviously not to like obfuscate, um, my identity, but just to be like a little bit playful, have a different scent on each arm, you know, and then a third one on my head and a fourth one on my dick. (laughs) Just all different scents. The girl's just like, what are you trying to do, man? They're all just blending together. You're still one person. (laughs) Uh, oh here we go here's a talking point that they've put i'd like to propose making february 13th a national february (laughs) 13th a national holiday as national shave your balls day who's with me i think this is one holiday that men and women can get behind that's right 
Maybe we should make women shave our balls. What about that? Or what about men and women can get behind? All right, Manscaped. What about women who aren't interested in dating people with penises? Or men? No, you know what? I I was going to go super woke there, but I realized as I, I was like, what about women who aren't interested in dating men? But then I was like, well, Aiden, men, according to uh, the current orthodoxy, aren't the only people who can have balls so i got a back up there and that was actually trans exclusionary what i was about to say and that joke that i was about to make and i apologize to everyone anyway look i think th- i've i've already i know i've spoken enough um here's the call to action get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code ma- uh sitting under at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code sitting under join cupid and shoot your arrow with Manscaped this Valentine's Day. Um, so, yeah, I think that's everything. All right, and that's the ad, and that's the podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. I love you, and I want to have sex with all of you. Goodbye. <laughs>